Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, what's going on, my friend? Okay, so the big news while we were gone was they have a suspect in custody in the uh, Moscow murders. The four college students who were stabbed, it's probably been, I'd say it's been the leading story most days since it happened. You know, I remember the Gabby Petito thing was a huge story, but it did seem like there were things that were happening. You had the the police body cam footage. Oh, look at this. Then you had, where is he, right? That was the big thing. They were searching for him. You also had the parents' house and, and the media watching their movements and what they were doing there. With this case, all you really had was these, these four students who were killed, the police saying, hey, you know, we're getting lots of tips. We don't have a suspect yet, but we're looking. And then after a few weeks, you had you know, families. Uh, one of the fathers of one of the victims said, uh, you know, this case is going cold. Yeah, Basically, right. It sounded like they were accusing the cops of not doing their job. The only real update you got was about, I don't remember, three weeks maybe after the murder, they asked about the, the Hyundai. And Lazo and I, that day, when, yeah. they, when they said, hey, we're looking for this Hyundai Elantra, we both said they know who it is. Uh-huh. The, the police have registration, you know, access to car registration. They can see who has these cars. Right. The fact that they're asking the public nationally, I mean, this was on national news, to look for Hyundai Elantras between this year and this year. We suspected at the time they were letting the killer know. Or the we suspect now. Yeah, yeah, we know who you are. We're on. So how did they catch this guy? His name's Brian uh, Koberger. He's 28 years old, and they caught him through genealogical DNA. So that means really? they got his DNA at the scene. He's not in CODIS because he'd never been, uh, you know, put right. in the system for anything. So when that happens, now there's so many people who have done DNA tests for fun. You know, oh my sure. Irish, what am I? And then they make it public to see if they have family members out there, and they can say, hey, we found a cousin that lives near you. Lazo, yours is public, right? Maybe. I, I think originally you'd said that it was public yeah, in no, case a family member yeah. ever comes. So that's what they do is they say, well, let's look at these public DNA records that are out there from companies like 23andMe and all, all the regular you know, DNA companies. And then they try and find relatives. Hey, this person is a cousin. Then they start to narrow it down. And then they get to a point where they go, hey, we know that it came from this family. Here's a guy. He's 28 years old. He was going to school right across the state line in Washington. Sure. He was going to Wazoo. Uh, lives in Pullman. Wouldn't be that far of a drive. He's a criminology student trying to get a Ph.D. He's a, a teacher's aide. So there was classes of, of kids who have now come out and talked, you know, given statements about what he was like. 
in class, what his behavior was like after the murders happened. Uh, I saw one of the students today saying he looked a little little scruffy. You know, there is any information right, okay. they can get, people take. I thought one of the more interesting things is a guy who owns a bar in Pennsylvania. So Brian uh, Koberger, he allegedly had a trip, road trip planned with his father. His dad was going to fly to Washington, right? Mm -hmm. Then they were going to drive this Hyundai Elantra all the way back to Pennsylvania where they live. And that was going to be a a father-son road trip. They claim it was already planned. So when they get back to Pennsylvania, that's where he is eventually arrested. You know, I don't know how long before that they knew who it was, but they go there and they find him and they arrest him. Now he gets a public defender and the public defender who will not be his lawyer at the trial, he's just his lawyer in Pennsylvania, says, according to the lawyer, he told the lawyer that, you know, he didn't do this. Uh, He'll go to trial, prove that he's innocent, but he's not going to fight extradition. And so they had their trial today uh, and he will not fight. He waived his right. So he's going to go back to Idaho to be tried for these murders. This is his this is the uh, public defender that he had in Pennsylvania. It it is a little out of character. He he said, I mean, this is not him. Uh, He believes he's going to be exonerated. Uh, That's what he believes. Those were his words. So he's really been. Uh, very easy to talk to, actually, uh, and he's in a calm demeanor, like I stated. Okay, now, so that's that's what his lawyer said. Now there are rumors, and you know, there's some here on the. Uh, this is from the New York Post. It says here that Brian Koberger allegedly tried to expose himself to the guards and taunted them from his jail cell, saying mm. things like he would I slice saw something them. Say that that was a different inmate. No, that was but, and it's not true. Yeah. Okay, I wondered about that. Like, why aren't they showing that more places? There are a bunch right, of articles, okay. but it's like the Post and stuff. Yeah. You know, you go, is that true or not? When they announced, whatever day that was, when we were on break, hey, they caught this guy. Mm-hmm. They had that picture that everyone saw, and then there was really no information. So I was like, okay, the media now is going to be looking at social media accounts, uh, you know, school records, all that stuff, to figure out who this guy is and try and find people that know him so that we can get quotes A better idea of what, and interviews. Sure. Yeah, which we eventually did. I love there was one guy who was being interviewed. He says that he was friends with them in school and that Brian didn't have a lot of friends. And Brian was also a really mean, kind of a bully in school. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, boy, the way you talk about this guy, what? why was he your friend? But there's a bar owner in Pennsylvania who was interviewed, and he says that Brian used to come into his bar. It's like a brewery restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. He would come in there uh, quite a bit. And at this restaurant, which I didn't know this, Lazo, but it makes sense, servers, when they go to take an order and they go over to that computer, some of these systems apparently allow them to leave notes, like, hey, this guy... Watch out for okay, this guy sure, okay. to, to tell other servers. And that they had put in the system, hey, this guy, after he has a couple beers, he's real creepy. And so he had allegedly asked some of these waitresses while he was drinking beer up there, uh, what's your work schedule? Where do you live? Things like okay. that that made them very uncomfortable. So the owner claims that at one point when Brian came in, I guess the last time he came in, he confronted him as he walked in and said, look, you know, you're going to have to behave. I can't have you doing that or we'll have to ask you to not come here anymore. And he says that Brian's like, that's not me. you got the wrong guy. I would never do that. Said that that day he had one beer and left and then apparently didn't come back. So there's all these different stories hmm. about him. Who knows? You know, I see some of these people that are being interviewed. I'm like, do, did you, have you ever seen this guy in person? Right, I mean, sure. this seems like a stretch. They're saying you went to school. The guy who says he's friends with them. You know, if, if someone you went to school with was suddenly the face that was plastered all over the media nationally as the murder suspect that they've been looking for in this high-profile case, you're like, holy crap. I went to elementary school with that guy. I know him. I would absolutely reach out to the media. You like, would? Yeah. But you have to play it up a little bit. Like, yeah, I was friends with him. If I knew anything about him, I'd go ahead and tell you. Sure, why not? I know that guy. That's crazy. Because they're asking everybody. They're looking yeah, for anybody boy. 
I know if you liked the guy. I like to different. remove myself from all murders. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's a just good idea. a rule of thumb. Like, hey, this guy murdered four people, and people say you're his friend. You yeah. want to talk to us? I'm like, nah, didn't know him. Right. I don't see how you win by going on and being like, yeah, I was friends with Snowcomb. Sure, he killed six people. <laughs> no, right. seemed, I'm just saying, but right. seemed no. fine to me. When we hung out, he was good. Because all that means to me is like, well, you're a weirdo, too. And now people are going to be watching you. Yeah, I get that. You want to keep a low profile, especially when police are watching and, yeah, and no, everyone else. Did you know him? I'm like, I don't know. He worked here on the other yeah. side of glass. Talked to him a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Barely knew him. Barely I can't, knew him. What was his name again? Sp- to Spencer? tell you the truth, I kind of kept him at an arm's distance because he's a weirdo. <laughs> right. That's, now they're, but now you're on the front of the New York Post, right? Former co-worker. Calls yeah. him a weirdo. Says he kept him at arm's yeah, distance. That's fine. I'll take that more than I was his buddy. Uh, so this guy, uh, Koberger, he's a native of Albrightsville, Pennsylvania. He's a graduate student at Washington State University in Pullman, which is not far from Moscow. Uh, according to the WSU website, he's working on his doctorate in criminal justice and criminology. Hmm. The more that you hear about this guy... He does sound like, if this stuff is true, because, again, I take all these interviews with the grain of salt. Did you know this person? But the way that they're describing this guy, he does kind of sound like a serial killer. When they go back and they, you watch these documentaries about serial killers, how they're fascinated with death. They're fascinated with crime scenes. They're fascinated with all that. Uh, That's I, you. I haven't heard anything about him. That is you, by the way. I do like true crime. Um, You're fascinated with it. Yeah, I would say you I have am, porcelain yeah. dolls in your basement. <laughs> porcelain That's true. Right, it does. Oh, they're my mother's collection. I'm like, my oh, mom collects man. a lot of stuff, too. I don't put them in my basement. You know why I told you? I forget no. that those are there, man. That's, mm-hmm. Every time oh, I mention sure my car, there's porcelain. I do. Mm-hmm. I do forget that they're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, asking You're just people- hoping we'll forget they're there. Because <laughs> right. someone did call me about that. I'd be like, yeah. Not only did I suspect it, I brought it up on the radio hundreds of times. <laughs> well, but I'm not a loner, right? I do see you guys. I do live with someone. I'm around people. Usually they talk about how these people are kind of isolated. They don't have any friends. Which well, that's interesting because she works describing. from home. She could be a prisoner for all I know. That's true. Who, my girlfriend? Yes. Yeah, but I see you guys every day. Come on. We're talkative. We get along. I'm a social person. We hang I've out. I've never seen you outside of here. Oh, come on. I went to a concert last couple months ago. Remember that? Lemonheads concert? We had. Go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. you said and then you we did. went to 1975 together. Dude, we had to go. <laughs> well, when we wanted to go, it was fun. I know, right? but we had to. The point is, this guy does fit the profile. I'm just he, saying so to you. Don't and, be so flippant with that. If, if, it, if everybody talked about you and your past history in the world and how you ended up where you are right now, people would be like, well, he fits the profile. Folks. Fair enough. I don't think you should just throw that out. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, so the point is... Without DNA, without this genea- genealogical or whatever the hell they call it, DNA, that they're not able to use because so many profiles are public. They said this, these are the kind of cases that are absolutely the hardest to solve because he's a stranger to these girls or, or these people, right? right? There's four of them. Uh, it's not someone that they would know. And they start interviewing people. Hey, who are they friends with? Who was at the bar with them? They don't know. So if no one – if this guy's not interacting with anyone, he comes across the state line, he stalks someone and kills them. And they have, even with the DNA, up until now, that DNA could have sat for a long time. They go, hey, it's not in the system. Right. Unless he strikes again, even then, if he strikes again, well, now we know that he's probably responsible for two murders. But we still don't know who the hell this guy is. That can happen. Now, with the way that all this DNA is, there's so much of a public, even if yours is not public. I don't know anyone in my family who's made theirs public, but I'll bet I have cousins who have that I don't even know. Sure. You probably have cousins. They can find it that way. Yeah. And they go, hey, he's got cousins. And that's the thing. People are like, oh, I'd never do that because they're going to, that's how they would catch me or right. whatever. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, now they if do anyone anyway. in your family did it, well, then. Yep. Now they do it. Anyway. just trace it to you. 
there is some pushback on the whole genealogical DNA thing because some people are saying, look, um, like it used to be a rule in CODIS, which is that's the system where everyone who's offended, they've got their DNA in there. Those are people who committed felonies, right? So when you're checking the system, you're checking CODIS. There was a time when police officers said, hey, we don't have a hit in CODIS, but why don't we search everyone in CODIS and see if we can get like a 50% match? Mm-hmm. And the FBI and they said, we can't do that. That's against the rules because of how warrants work. You can't look at these people when they're not suspected. Even though they're in CODIS, you can't look at them to help you get family members and start interviewing family members. They basically said that crosses the line. Some people still think that looking through these public profiles. After public, though. It, right, but that's my thing. You made it public. Right. They're saying, yeah, but now you're catching me, and I didn't make mine public. Well, too bad. I mean, I think, right. Lazo, that's kind of what you're saying is the people who, like myself, are like, I don't really want to hand over my DNA. At this point, what good does it do to not hand it over? Are you really? Right, they're, yeah. They're, they're, even if you never hand yours over, your cousin probably has. Yeah, exactly. Your cousins probably have. So, you know, I... I they're probably yeah they can catch you. Might as well spend the ninety bucks I guess and figure out if you're German and if you got some cousins or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever I don't know why people. How do them, he but... leave his DNA? You know that's the other thing too. How do he leave his DNA there? Right. Well now that's and that's <clears> the other <throat> thing with DNA. You know, thinking back to like the '90s when they first started using it, if they wanted to get DNA from someone, they needed to take blood, a big vial right. of blood, just to get DNA. And then it progressed, and then it got to the point where we don't need as much blood. Oh, we can get it from saliva. Right. And a now we have touch blood. DNA, and it seems like even if you put on a jumpsuit with gloves and everything else you got to get those gloves on your hands. And as soon as you, even if you're totally covered from head to toe, how do you make sure there's no DNA left on this thing? And then when you go there and you're stabbing someone that's a very physical, intimate crime, right. how do you not leave DNA behind? We don't know what he was wearing. We don't know. I mean, he's a, a criminology student, though. Right. So, but my thing is, just like you just said, and by the way, I'm only asking you because mm-hmm. I know you watch every murder mystery mm-hmm. ever. But couldn't I just say, I didn't, yeah, I saw him at the bar. I didn't think anything about it, and your touch DNA that you yep. say everybody leaves everywhere. Uh, yeah, I might have been creepy. I think I put my arm around her and tried to buy a beer. Yeah. By the way, that was also a week before this happened. Yeah, you absolutely can, and that, right. and, it, and it makes it hard to, to make a case, which is why I think in this case he probably hurt himself because usually when people right. are, are stabbed, if there's a, a stabbing murder, and we're talking about stabbing one person, if you see, most of these things I see on TV, when someone's stabbed to death, their murderer ends up cutting themselves mm-hmm. because the knife gets bloody, it's slippery, and then they cut their hands. Sometimes they break the knife. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, if this guy stabbed four people allegedly, there's a very good chance that he hurt himself. We know that at least one person had defensive wounds, right? Yeah. It, was it one or two? I know, I know at least one at of least them did. One, yeah. So now you got somebody fighting back. There's a very good chance he left blood. And blood, if they have his blood there. Well, there's no, you know, you can't really. That to me, they seem so confident about this guy. Right. Okay. I'm like, I think it's got to be but more than touch back DNA. They his DNA under their fingernails. A lot exactly. Of times. Exactly. Yeah. Depending on, but he's this criminology student. Right. He's right. I'm going to be this. very curious to learn what it, if and when the police give us more information about. Well, when you know, he's back in Idaho, they can release, they can unseal that warrant, right? Sure. They but, said state law, they can't unseal it until he's physically back in Idaho. Right. Which he's on his way. But the problem right. is, even if we have that information, it's not like they know. Exactly how he committed that crime. They don't I know think what we're he was dressed like. Info once he's back there. Well, but he's denying it too. So right. you know, will he continue to deny for the rest of his life and never, never tell us? Right. Sure. But at least I think you're right. So I'm going, at least if that warrants, release, maybe we'll find out. Hey, there was blood at the scene. Right. It was his blood. I and mean, if it's his blood, right. there's no really. Game. I don't know. Your uncle was a homicide detective for years. Yes. And he used to say, I think one stranger, one time. One stranger, one time. And now, maybe one stranger, one that, time. Right. I don't think he can yep. do it. The church, 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.